Ani, bonjour. My name is Sarah Gabrielle Barron, and I'm coming to you from the Domenissing, or Manitoulin Island, which is Anishinaabeg First Nation territory. Welcome to Season 2 of Radioactive. Let's get started. Ani, hi, Ron. Thanks for joining me today. You're very, very, very welcome. <laughs> um, I'll just give you a quick introduction, okay? Sure. From your bio here. Sure. Ron Tremblay um, is Ron's colonial birth name, but he is known as Bazakazit Bazazam, Morning Star Burning. He's a citizen of the Wolastaguk First Nation. Uh, being the youngest of 10 children of the late Doris Sapir and Raven Tremblay, um, Bazakazit Bazazam grew up around Wolastaguki. Um, his language was spoken fluently. Uh, um, he credits his mother Doris and his grandparents Madeline Laporte and Louise Sapir for his genuine love of Wolastake language, and he acknowledges that they provided him the true teachings of life. After moving to Fredericton in 1991, he befriended several elders from the local area. The main elders, Osonowit Squat, Harry Laporte, and Sagate, um, Gwen Bear, guided him deeper to, to his Wolastake traditional ways. After years of involvement in various ceremonies with his teachers, Spazakzit Bazazam gained wisdom and knowledge of Wolastake way of life. Still today, Ron practices the traditional Wolastake Kewik. Um, on November 2016, Ron was installed as traditional Wolastake Grand Chief. The mandate of the Wolastake Grand Council is to protect and preserve Wolastakuk, their non seated traditional homeland, waterways, ceremonies, and language. Um, okay, Ron, is there anything you'd like to say, you know, in your own language or anything like that to um, to start us off in a good way? For sure. Um, um nagagizi um gizi wikoti did uh natal um lagadawaganal um kaka goswagodam nagamalsam magodam nil nilage 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 um and I'll I'll translate uh what I just uh, finished saying is that I want to acknowledge and thank and put forward gratitude to the ancestors of my people who uh saved and preserved our way of life, our, our traditions, our spirituality, and um, our language, and who, who constructed and built those um, peace and friendship treaties back in 1725 and 26 to preserve, to preserve our inherent rights um, of our land. And uh, at the end, I said um, that I was represented the Crow clan from my mom's side and the Wolf clan from my father. And um, I said, Nidlades, 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 which translates, let that be so and let that be the truth. Let that be so, let that be the truth and let that be so and let that be the truth. Mm, That's the first time I've ever heard your language. It sounds a fair bit like uh, Anishinaabemowin, like Ojibwe from where I'm, I am here in Ontario. Yes, um, we've um, I've I've traveled in, in that um, in their homelands, and we've 
we've actually had some teachings brought back here from uh, the Madei, um, Madewalanuk, with who yep. who we call um, Jim Jim Dumont and and Shelley Charles, who traveled here maybe two decades ago and, and brought back the original teachings to our land here about the longhouse and about uh, the Madewalan way uh, um, way of life. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Um, Ron, can you tell us, um, uh, just to start us off, like where you are in the world and tell us about your nation? Sure. Um, our nation actually belongs to a larger confederate called the Wabanagig, which is the people of the dawn. We're, we're one of five um, nations here in the East Coast, and we, we live in the... Um, the area that is the settlers called New Brunswick, Canada, but what we still call it Wolastogook. <laughs> so anyway, so we sit here in the um, on on the banks of um, of, of Wolastog, which which is our beautiful and bountiful river, which the um, colonial settlers call Saint John River, but we still call it uh, Wolastog, and our name is. Our name actually derives from that river. We are Wolastogkewig, the people of the beautiful and bountiful river, and Wolastog means beautiful and bountiful river. So the Confederacy consists of uh, the Mi'kmaq, the Passamaquoddy, the Penobscot, and the Abenagi. So um, we're a part of that Confederacy, and what we are told, it's probably the oldest form of traditional governance in, in the world, well, here. In, in 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 North America, yeah. so and wow. and we're and we are um, come from um, the Longhouse, so uh -huh. our um, the governance is in is constructed with within the Longhouse teachings. So. Wow, that's really um, that's just so cool that that you guys have um, a traditional. A traditional um, that those have been kept alive for so long. Um, do you also have like an Indian Act Band Council? Do you do that as well, or how does that relationship work? Yes, uh, there's uh, six communities, uh, Wolastog communities here on the banks of Wolastog. There's yeah. the or, um, 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 Madawaska, There's Tobik. There's Woodstock, Kingsclear, Saint Mary's, and Ormacto. So these are all holistic uh, communities, um, and back in, I think the um, 19th or the 18th century was when our people were forced on these small uh, postage stamp uh, landmarks and and um, forced to live on these uh, reserves. But but all of the communities um, are on the bank banks of Wolastog. so. Oh. Oh, okay, okay. And so, does the um, does the different the five nations there of the of the um, of the of the Wabanaki do they do they get together fairly often? Well, pre-COVID, we we actually had uh, um, an annual Wabanaki Confederacy gathering, but it it wasn't. Uh, a part of the Indian Act system, it was more of, of traditional governance and, and the traditional people yeah. who would um, who uh, would would get together, and oh. it 
it was probably two decades ago when uh, the elder um, from from the uh, local community, like 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 Elma Brooks, who revived mm-hmm. the Confederacy because it, it 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 was on its um, it, it was dormant or uh, asleep yeah. for a while. Then um, she 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 revived it with uh, a lot of hard work and fundraising, and, and then she had um, hosted. Uh, the Confederacy gathering here in the Fredericton area for two years. So, and mm-hmm. and since then, um, we have built uh, the Confederacy. Um, this this was pre-COVID, so we couldn't get together um, the last two summers because of COVID and because a lot of our uh, the Penap uh, the Penobscot, the Passamaquoddies, and and the Abenagi are on the other side of of the border. So. So we couldn't gather with them, and um, but we could gather like with, in with the United media. States? They're in the United States? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, so that's like the Haudenosaunee First Nation, and even the Anishinaabek are, are, are yeah. um, you have to navigate that, eh? Being yeah. on, on two different yeah. uh, colonial countries. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, we could talk about that all day. Um, <laughs> Wolostocki um, First Nation has made a really great statement about um, about Point Lepro nuclear um, reactor. So can you um, just give us a bit of a history lesson, if you can, like when that there is a nuclear reactor there at Point Lepro on the Bay of Fundy. Um, just tell us about, you know, um, if you if you know if you were if you were involved at all or what you remember about what relations were like when that nuclear reactor first went in, did, what it, did it go in in the eighties or the nineties? I believe it was the the construction part of it. It was in the eighties, if I'm not mistaken. Um, um, I should have read up on on a little bit of this before we <laughs> That's spoke. Okay, I guess. <laughs> but but I was not involved in any uh, well. Um, I, I was a band counselor, believe it or not, back in the late 80s in Tobik. I'm originally from Tobik, but that wasn't on our radar because like we're, we're probably 150 miles away from La Pro, um, my, my original community. So that wasn't really on the radar or we weren't really even, um, um, we didn't have the knowledge of our homeland at that time. So, right. and um, so La Pro actually borders the Passamaquoddy and the Wollastog, um homeland. So uh, Chief Hugh Akaji, who lives in near, um, just probably uh, 30 miles down the road from La Pro, you know that's part of his homeland and as well as i think we shared around that area with uh he shared the that portion of um land with with the wolastogwig and i was not really well i i remember it being built but not being on our radar because we were just you know concerned about maintaining our own well-being yeah. in in our community let alone our our our, our homeland and yeah. and we weren't really knew uh, that much about our uh, territory 
and 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 what we actually lived, you know, where we lived prior to colonial settlements and and the governments um, forming. So, okay. so really, Point Lepro didn't didn't get on our radar until they started to to pour so much more money in, in, into uh, refurbishing it because it was um, faulting. So, and I remember I was not, uh, I don't think I was grand chief at the time, but I was the, um, the right-hand person of, of the, my, my predecessor, which, which was um, Harry, um, Harry Laporte. Um, mm-hmm. he, he was the former grand chief. So I was in contact with Chief Hugh. There was actually um, um, an information session in St. John, New Brunswick, which, which is right on the um, Atlantic uh, the Ocean. So, and, and La Prose probably um, 25 miles uh, southwest of St. John. So, oh, okay. So I remember going to... Uh, Make a statement for the Grand Council because the previous Grand Chief had asked me to go, go do a statement uh, concerning about the uh, um, the restoration or the yeah. uh, refurbishment of of La Pro. So um, we made a very firm statement that we don't agree with it. We think it should be um, dismantled and then eventually not not being used again because of the concerns of. Of, of of spillage or, or any any leakage of uh, radioactive um, you know, in, right. in chemicals and so on because right. um, um, the the fault line that runs from La Pro it goes right up to where like Fredericton is like if and, and there's like uh, these major like uh, um, um, uh, water systems that that's below the earth, uh, the aqu- yeah. like the aquifers and also yeah. rivers and streams. That yeah. that would be effective or uh, you know permanent, you know damage that could be done. And and if there was ever uh, like an earthquake, the the fault line goes right up from La Pro to February. So that was a really huge concern for us. And then uh, you know. And I w- I'd like, you know, you know, I don't want to speak on behalf of Chief Hugh, but but his community is like uh, a, uh, a stone a stone throw away from from La Pro, so you know he'd be hit, you know, uh, you know pronto. So. made that statement back when they were looking at refurbishment um how do you feel like the government and the industry listens or doesn't listen to you as a traditional grand chief well i well i you know after our statements i i, I remember chief you and i went to go have a coffee and you know we we understand how how the, the industry and government works that they're, they're pretty much you know, you know, we're we're uh, you know, and, and, and I'd like to make this statement: we're we're a corporate captured province here, you know, yeah. by many many corporations, especially the Irving. Um, I, I don't know if you've if you've heard of that family, mm-hmm. but they're really, you know, captured this this province. They they control the elections. They pretty much have over three hundred and some companies 
with, within our province. So and 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 newspapers. So so they control the area. <laughs> so so when Chief Hugh and I spoke after our our statements, we knew that that this was only formality that mm -hmm. the government was doing because they had sent, uh, I think, a group of senators here. And, and, and then I remember speaking to the group of senators and being very, um, you know, um, um, you know, forward about our, our concerns about the devastation. And I shared our um, connection to the land and to the water. And, and, and I used our language mm. um, to try to help them uh, to understand you know, our deep connection to this land. And, you know, we, we are the first people of this land. So, you know, we know, you know, our ancestors are are deeply rooted into our land and our water systems in the air here. So, so mm -hmm. um, that was only, I, I, I remember this one a senator who came up, I think he was from the Edmonston area and he came up and, and he was pretty moved with, with my statement and and he thanked me and and then um, but we never received any confirmation of what they were going to do. But they they went ahead and like poured millions of dollars. And if I don't know if you recall that they hired a, a nuclear specialist from and to have to refurbish the uh, Point La Pro, and they they were paying him. He he was the highest paid CEO or, or person in New Brunswick. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and the money was coming from the taxpayers' pockets. So, yeah. and, and the taxpayers didn't even have a chance or choice to, uh, or, or any referendum stating that, you know, they want to spend their, their tax money on paying this so-called specialist from the states who was yeah. becoming very wealthy from you know, the stupidity of this government. So. <laughs> huh, I love that. I love that word that you use, um, corporate captured. Um, yeah. so, so that was before you were grand chief. So now things have progressed. And, um, and tell us what you know, Ron, about um, the small modular nuclear reactor plan with this company called Multex. I know it, I don't want to get too sciencey. Um, yeah. So just please tell us what you know about it so far. Well, I know I, I know a little bit about this Moltex. That they're a very new company. That they're not really seasoned in in studying about nuclear or even even putting together or, or constructing in any sort of reactors. And, and they specialists. They they didn't even test them whether those small nuclear reactors actually were safe enough for for the climate here and and mm. you have to understand our our climate and the variations of you know from the the coldest to, you know uh we we experience you know extreme cold here as as well as mm. extreme heat and with 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 climate change being a factor and 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 the uh um uh, the ocean levels, um, um, you know, you know, going up, um, it's a huge concern. And, and with the, with all of uh, issues that climate change brings, and these 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 reactors are not um, certified or 
tested properly f- for this climate show. So they're going to say yeah. what they're going to say and to uh, to promote this. And the, same with the government. Uh, this um, this provincial government here has really tried to grab any fossil fuel or any sort of um, um, you know uh, uh, promotion to make money like uh you know back in yeah. the uh you know uh i think 2013 they they tried to push through um a fracking here and 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 we we put a stop to it in fact i, I was you know at the forefront at many times i got arrested and wow. threatened and followed by uh, you name it uh, security and police and government and so so wow. so um we know you know the capability of companies and and governments that they can push anything through and without even going through the proper channels and environmentally uh, the um, what 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 would be another essential thing is the environmental study you know are are these you know and i and i don't know if they're going to put one forward or or if if they have well, I'll tell you, the uh, Canadian Nuclear Safety Commission um, lobbied to have these SMRs exempt from environmental impact assessments. And if they're under 300 megawatts, which I'm pretty sure the Multex design is, they're exempt. They don't have to oh. do an environmental impact <laughs> assessment. Yeah, I'll yeah. send you the evidence of that. Yeah. It's shocking. That's really exciting to know that that you were at the forefront of getting fracking um, stopped um, a, a few years ago in New Brunswick. Do you feel like do you feel like you know, given the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People, and given you know the awareness of general Canadians on Indigenous issues because of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission and the Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women um, and Girls Study? Do you feel like like there's that you'll get more respect now about trying to stop this 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 multex design or do you think you'll have to go to back to you know um uh kind of civil disobedience <laughs> Yeah um <laughs> what um <laughs> That's a big uh, question. <laughs> Do you feel like you get more respect now as a as a traditional chief? Well, um, I've 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 put I've really extended my neck out there and really um, am, am am and 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 still are very very as 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 you read there that the mandate of the Wilton Grand Council the first the priorities is protecting our home our our homeland and and our waterways. So, yeah. so in any sort of, and, and, you know, I use this word um, loosely, development, which I, you know, I don't think, uh, you know, you know, any development within our homeland, you know, I would strongly oppose if there's any threat on our homeland and, and, and waterways. So yeah. we, we always look forward in, in, in towards our next seven um, generations, as as you probably know, is that mm-hmm. we make we want to make sure that life 
is still sustainable with with within that time frame and you know we have to look at our own personal lives to see you know how how we're contributing to climate change or the devastation of mother earth and and her veins which is the water system so so um having any sort of and you know i you know i don't like using the word hope or faith or wish or <laughs> you know or believe uh, those are just uh, you know fluffy concepts uh, in my yeah. view you know you know i you know you know i want concrete uh, commitment from you know the government when they you know when 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 Trudeau stated when when he first got in as the uh, leader of this country, his his first and foremost and crucial um, commitment is with the relationship with with the indigenous people of Canada. Well, he really hasn't proved that. And then him him talking about you know about you know meeting the target, you know the global target of of you know. Uh, of you know uh, eliminating fossil fuels and so on well he is his again not not following his you know his his own words so so yeah. no no i don't really um and um um i was at the united nations when carolyn bennett um read read her declaration on canada um totally supporting the the undrip without qualification yep. and mm -hmm. and and I actually uh, chased her down after she made the statement so <laughs> and and I, I I said well this is the closest that that I'm gonna you know come come to um, speaking to her because once we get back to Canada you know she, you know she wouldn't meet with me so so I, I chased her down and I said I said I have a couple questions for you Carolyn I said for I said one thing is that um, when we get back home, I says, who will be sitting around those table tables deciding how the undrip will be will unfold? I, I said, is it going to be just the Indian Act and the Assembly of First Nation Chiefs, or are you going to have traditional mm -hmm. governance? Mm -hmm. Are you going to have um, Indigenous women and youth? part of this this discussion and and and, and the elders mm -hmm. and um, she said well we haven't thought that far ahead I said <laughs> I yeah. said you would not have made this statement without considering um, the consequences you know the future of this I said uh, yeah so I said I said you have a bunch of lawyers and policy people who probably wrote your statement to make sure that you didn't overstep your commitment here, I said. I, I said I'm not as you know sharpest drawer in the or sharpest tool in the drawer, but I <laughs> but I know this that you know you do have policy people and lawyers yeah. who really are um, are, are specialists in, in especially uh, the colonial language, so yeah. to speak. And yeah. Um, yeah. so 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 I told her. I said. You know what's going to happen is that select the chiefs who you can manipulate, and you're going to have Assembly of First Nations people and and their administration who who you fund, who you control their funding, so you can manipulate yeah. this this whole process. Yeah. And then 
and and then she just turned around and, and she walked away from me. <laughs> and three months later, respect, eh? three months later, lo and behold, uh, exactly what I said. She yeah. that that's who was um, who uh, the Liberal Party was consulting with was with just Assembly of First Nations, who they yeah. fund um, yearly millions of dollars, who they control yeah. uh, the purse strings. So. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. and there was no traditional governance. The native women's were left out. Uh, native youth was left out, and the elders were left out. So, uh, so more of the uh, colonialist same from from this current uh, colonial government. But it seems it seems to me, Ron, like um like like generally among the Canadian population, at least we're getting to recognize um, that there is this tension, eh, between, between band councils, um, you know, Indian Act band councils and, and traditional um, leadership. And sometimes they're working hand in hand and sometimes they don't see eye to eye, but, but it, it, I'm really, really grateful for your leadership um, in the, in the, in the blurb about this, I'm going to put the link to that statement that you guys made on um, on Point Lepro and on nuclear in your sure. in your nation homeland. Sure. It's a really powerful statement. Yeah, thank you for making that statement. And and I like to thank uh, Susan Susan O'Donnell, who is a, a very good uh, um, um, an ally yeah. to our nation here. She's at She's uh, she's she works at the uh, University of New Brunswick and and she has this uh, uh, what was called um, yeah, the project. project. I'll link that into a link in Raven, her, the Raven yeah, project as well. Yeah, 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 Raven project and and she really ha yeah. um, helped me to orchestrate that 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 statement. So I want to give her yeah. credit. Yeah. Well, it's a new year. It's uh, 2022. And hopefully, you know, wisdom and respect and love for the land and cooperation with each other and, you know, just good intelligence will uh, will lead the way going forward, Ron. Thank you for meeting with me today. Yeah, I just want to share share a word in, in our language or, or, or two. No. A few years ago when, again, when, when the Point La Pro was being um, talked about, and then a group of our uh, elders from our nation had got together, and we asked them because we don't have a word specific word like for nuclear or nuclear power. Yeah. So, so we had asked them. So they asked us, "What is nuclear?" So we had to kind of define what nuclear was and what what you know what's the whole process in developing nuclear. Uh -huh. So they came up with a word or two words, and it's like Uskamil. Um, um, Can you say it again, Ron? Uskamil Zanagwa. Uh, it it means that um, this process will linger on forever. It's a for <laughs> like a ever damaging process meaning yeah. that and it will affect life yeah. um forever so so that that, yeah. that was a pretty powerful 
statement by the elders here that um, that this nuclear will will damage life, you know, from from now on till the end of time. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have to really look at that and, you know, and 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 really think about it when when they continue on trying to promote nuclear and, you know, you can't you can't get rid of that waste. Yeah. It'll yeah, all, a few decades, be there. yeah. A few decades of expensive power. <laughs> and then you've got yeah. millions of years of of totally destructive poisonous waste. I'll yeah. get you to email me that word those words um sure. Ron and I'll put them in the blurb about this podcast. For sure, so, I will. Yeah. How do I say thank you? How do I say thank you in Wabnafik? It's um Waliwin. Waliwin. means thank you, yeah. Waliwin, thank you so yeah. much Ron. I'll yeah. talk to you again soon. Okay, thank you, Sarah. Bye-bye. Bye.